From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. Here is your host, Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to examine the transportation management software that lies at the core of most trucking and logistics operations. These systems have evolved from basic dispatch software to the more sophisticated operations and business intelligence platforms that we see today. But now the trucking industry is facing a time of significant change, with shippers demanding constant visibility of their freight in transit and an influx of capital fueling technology development. At the same time, fleets are under increasing pressure to improve driver retention and recruitment. So how will dispatch and operations software evolve to meet these challenges? We'll set out to answer that question in this episode. For starters, some of the biggest trends in technology development have been making their way into transportation. Data science, artificial intelligence, and machine learning are beginning to unlock more actionable information and provide better decision support for trucking and logistics managers. I spent some time considering these possibilities at McLeod Software's 2019 User Conference in Denver, where I spoke with the company's CEO, Tom McLeod. I also sat down with Tom Curie, Vice President of Strategic Development at Kingsgate Logistics, a freight broker that is already doing some very interesting things with AI today. Let's go ahead and get into those interviews. We're here in Denver at McLeod Software's 2019 User Conference, and we're very pleased to welcome our illustrious host of the event, CEO Tom McLeod. So thank you very much for taking time out to join us, Tom. Thank you, Seth, and thanks for joining us here in Denver. Yeah, first off, you know, it's always great to be here at this conference. You know, I always come away with a, a lot of great insights and ideas, and, you know, it, I'll just mention that it's pretty remarkable to see how much it's grown, really, over the last handful of years. So you know, thanks again for, for having us here. Well, we've had great customers, and we've had great support from allied suppliers in the industry, and they help us to put on a really great meeting. So one of the big themes that you addressed during the opening session was, you know, this, this sense that there's this, this transformational change occurring in the industry. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned the advance of onboard technology, information technology, and changing freight patterns really all coming together. But, you know, I'll let you speak to that yourself. You know, what are the main reasons you feel trucking is, is in the midst of a, of a major, ch- you know, change for the industry? Well, in some ways, um, the freight industry and all industries are undergoing some change and some transformation. When the change is happening pretty slowly, we almost call that status quo, and it's happening so slowly the changes can happen without us realizing it, but the pace of change has certainly accelerated, uh, especially over the last few years. Uh, And especially, I don't know, as as you have so many ideas being funded uh, from outside the industry and all kinds of uh, solutions, and mainly technology solutions, uh, appearing uh, as options and um, capabilities that are having impact on the way freight is sourced, the way freight is uh, covered, uh, you know, matched up uh, the way it's uh, billed and paid. And so the accelerated uh, pace of change and the um, uh, new solutions coming at um, the uh, existing carriers is, is, I think, unprecedented. No doubt it's uh, busy times and, and there's a lot to, to watch and monitor as we, we see all this uh, technology and all these, you know, like to your point, new players jump into the industry and and uh, attempt to disrupt it. Uh, but you know, I like your comment that that change can also be an opportunity. You know, it doesn't have to be a threat. So I wanted to, to go into that a little bit more. You know, in your view, how can motor carriers and 3PLs stay ahead of the transformational changes that we're seeing and, and benefit from them? 
Well, certainly change creates challenges, and uh, don't want to minimize that, but change is definitely going to create opportunities, uh, if, especially if you have the right point of view and you're looking for the opportunity within a change rather than the challenge. Um, you don't have to be the, you don't have to capitalize perfectly uh, on the change, but if you can see an opening and uh, be the first one in the door, you can uh, move ahead of competition and really reap some great benefits. Yeah, and you also spoke about artificial intelligence and machine learning. You know, of course, you know this is a, one of the huge trends that we see in software development. But how are you applying it today at McLeod, and what might you be able to do in the future through AI and machine learning? Well, we're, I mentioned the two main areas um, where I believe um, artificial intelligence and uh, data science uh, and then machine learning um, can have the best positive impact on transportation operations. One is in making pricing decisions and that uh, applies to strategic pricing, contract pricing, as well as spot pricing decisions. Uh, the, the key, the secret to that is, is analyzing all the relevant data. Uh, and in trucking and transportation, uh, the data that you've got access to, a lot of the relevant data is just a company's own internal data. And so there's not the millions and millions of data points that you might have if you're analyzing, let's say, a consumer uh, purchasing habits and so the problems actually from that standpoint um, somewhat easier uh, to attack but properly bringing in all the relevant data uh, helps you come back with good recommendations and it can really give a even mid-size to a large carrier uh, some strategic advantage uh, in the uh, transportation marketplace the second area where I felt like it can have the biggest payoff is in the uh, matching the right truck to the right load in less time. So, you know, seeing productivity increase, uh, seeing better utilization of a fleet, uh, that translates into, uh, you know, profitability. Uh, profitability lets you invest in other ways to move ahead of your competition or serve, serve your customers better, and that uh, translates into staying power in the marketplace. Yeah, another topic I want to touch on is uh, digital freight matching. You know, this has been a, a pretty big topic in the industry in recent years with the uh, emergence of some of the digital freight brokers like Convoy, uh, Uber Freight, uh, Transfix. Uh, but how do you think about this trend and uh, really how are you participating in it? Well, um, you name uh, off three freight brokers. Yeah, that's right. They, they have... Um, their own internal technology, but those companies really have closed systems. Uh, they, um, you know, uh, you know, put their freight out on their internal network, and then they've got uh, carriers, or a lot of times individual lease operators that sign up, and that's who the uh, freight is visible to. Um, you know, we're um, uh, participating in several uh, versions of really more open platforms uh, where visibility um, is more widely available and where there's more networking opportunity, uh, we think that um, you know, many of the brokerage operations are going to do just fine um, you know, in that environment uh, where uh, you know, they're looking to match up uh, freight and capacity. And more and more of the carriers are getting comfortable about sharing capacity information with uh, their brokers as they're you know competing against again the, the closed systems uh, companies that are, are really bent on uh, 
maximizing margins, even though they may be, you know, offering temporary loss leader pricing uh, to try and gain access to capacity. Sure, and you know, one of the questions that comes up when we, you know, look to automate freight transactions, you know, and and you know, to, to streamline some of the processes and and you know make some of the you know just the the standard procedures the the grunt work uh simpler uh we, we have this question of uh how do you balance automation with human control and a, and a human touch you know what is the right way to go about business process automation in an industry like trucking especially with you know freight transactions uh while you, while still balancing the need for you know the to protect the relationship and, and, and build a relationship between, a, a trusted relationship between a, you know, a, a shipper and a carrier, 3PL, all these parties? Well, if the routine transactions can be automated, it actually frees um, individuals up within the transportation company to uh, give more time and attention to the exception transactions. Uh, it should also allow more time for face-to-face -face contact with the customers and in, in, in building the relationship. Uh, the relationships are, you know, still important in the uh, transportation business because when the shipper trusts you with their freight, it's, that's their livelihood. They, they've got things that, you know, very important that make it to the destination on time uh, because that's the lifeblood of their business. Um, it's a little bit different, although pricing is always, uh, you know, a factor um, you know, one of the things that's very tough on the electronics stores. Uh, remember Circuit City? Well, uh, you know, people could go by, uh, look at the um, article they uh, wanted to purchase, compare prices and um, brands uh, in the store, and then go back and order it online. Uh, very little uh, loyalty uh, translated there. A little bit different uh, in the freight business, again, because the long-term relationship uh, you're not just buying one you're not just uh, transacting one load this year you get uh, most of the shippers are doing many loads uh, on a weekly basis and again very important that they maintain that uh, access to the capacity during uh, good times and bad uh, you know that said there's uh, obviously still price sensitivity based on available cap uh, capacity in the marketplace uh, and you know, uh, certainly any uh, body, you know, with enough price differential uh, can be swayed to go, on, go another way. Transport topics in one word, authoritative. Knowledge. Outstanding. Reliable. We ask Transport Topics readers to describe us in one word. Informative. Informative. Integrity. The Bible. Authoritative. The authority. Transportation information, that's two, but I, I, I gotta have it both. Physically large. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's two words. Visit influence.ttnews.com forward slash say hello to find out what they're talking about. You know, another you know, thread that we hear about the business environment right now is that, you know, shipper expectations for their carriers and brokers are, are rising. You know, they're, they're placing more demands on uh, transportation companies and they want more freight visibility. So how do you see that trend, Tom, and, and what can transportation companies do to meet those expectations moving forward? Well, uh, especially the higher volume shippers, the uh, carriers and the uh, transportation managers, the freight brokers, uh, are 
you know, sometimes somewhat at the mercy of the big shippers. And um, frankly, a lot of times the shipping department at, a, at large corporations uh, are not all that sophisticated. Uh, most of the large manufacturers and uh, um, you know, production companies have their best people you know, making this stuff and um, you know, selling it to their customers. Um, so um, sometimes the uh, request being made by the shipper representatives in the traffic department are simply blanket requests and can be very difficult to supply with. Uh, comply with um, uh, being able to have uh, good ongoing relationships uh, with the shipper where you're helping to educate them on what's happening and on what's possible and then listening to them to hear about the things that will be truly beneficial really takes effort it really mm -hmm. takes that face time uh, and um, when a shipper makes an unreasonable request uh, that strong communication if, if, if you've got that pipeline in place, then, then you can uh, a lot of times work to, uh, you know, uh, come up with some, you know, more reasonable uh, compliance. At the same time, the shippers are definitely wanting more visibility yeah. because they want to provide that to their customer. Right. Uh, and, uh, they're, they're, you, know, you know, constant visibility sometimes of all shipments ha has become almost table stakes. Right. Um, you know, a price of entry into, you know, certain markets, and, and I'm sure that's going to expand especially as it's become uh, easier and easier to, you know, to, to get that visibility. So I would expect that trend to continue. Sure. And shifting gears a little bit, uh, I did want to touch on one of the more interesting new features that McLeod has rolled out uh, recently. Uh, it's a you know, driver choice for uh, Loadmaster, and this is uh, enabling drivers to create preferences for the types of loads they like to deliver. Uh, so what do you think? I mean, do you think the industry is going to move more in this direction of giving drivers a little bit, you know, more, you know, say in, in exactly the types of, of jobs they're taking, uh, and, and a part of an effort to, to boost driver satisfaction and, and retention, which of course is always a, a top issue for for trucking companies. Oh yes, we, you know, from the reaction we've gotten from our customers and prospective customers, and in other industry segments, we we think it's a very powerful thing to engage your drivers, uh, help them not only feel like they're a part of the process, but help them to actually be a part of the process. Uh, and uh, I think the companies are pleasantly surprised that the drivers don't just go crazy with uh, a lot of their requests. They're reasonable people. Uh, they understand the company has to make it, but uh, for them to be consulted and have some input on their um, load assignments, especially your experienced people, uh, this pays them a great compliment and can uh, engender uh, yeah. some great loyalty there by the driving force. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch that moving forward. Uh, another, you know, big topic uh, in, in recent years has been blockchain, certainly in the world of, you know, the technology world. It's just been, you know, uh, everywhere. Uh, and that conversation, of course, has carried over into uh, transportation. And we've started to explore, you know, how this shared, you know, ledger technology could really help to, to streamline certain freight transactions and, uh, certain applications in, in our world. Uh, and, and McLeod, of course, is a founding member of the Blockchain and Transport Alliance, which has been putting in a lot of the work uh, on the front end of this. But uh, you know, over the past year or so, I think it's certainly safe to say that the, you know, the hype has died down considerably. But that doesn't mean that there aren't still you know, real opportunities and, and real applications on the horizon. 
So what do you think uh, about the potential for blockchain today? You know, where do you see it? Well, uh, the potential for the technology is the same as it always was. And it's very common for a new technology to be overhyped uh, when it first appears. Um, and then for there to be disillusionment when it doesn't immediately deliver. And this is a technology that will require work, and especially with the, in the supply chain uh, standards to get things in, the, in a common format. The uh, shipping community, there's a couple of large shippers with private blockchain uh, projects underway. Uh, the last thing we need to see in the transportation industry is for 50 of the largest shippers to come out with their own right. format. And the carriers then uh, asked to comply, you know, with 50 different ways of uh, communicating the same information. If we can agree on a set of standards, then a lot of the visibility that the shippers are looking for today will be easy to supply. And it'll be, uh, we'll be able to supply it through uh, direct networks without going through third parties and aggregators, where sometimes there's a delay on getting the information or can, there can even be uh, you know, accuracy issues with some of the current providers. So the technology shows great promise. Uh, we've got 600 members uh, in beta currently. Uh, that does include some members of the uh, shipping community. So we're optimistic that um, the use cases and the um, you know, standards formats are, are gonna be um, useful. Uh, you know, getting them implemented across the board will be the the neat trick, if we pull it off, it'll be a, a very beneficial for the industry as a whole. Now, Tom, you've been developing software for trucking operations for quite a while now. I think you know, 36 years is the, is the estimate that you provided. Yeah. Now, since you have this perspective, you know, I, I want to ask you just how much you've seen technology uh, change this industry, how much this industry has evolved uh, through the use of technology over the years and just how much you think it will continue to do so from when you started to where we are now and where we're going? Well, certainly the capability of the systems, um, the change there has been uh, amazingly remarkable. Uh, sometimes I say that uh, our original system would print a freight bill and print a check, and that's it. Uh, we were replacing typewriters, you know, in the <laughs> offices of the uh, trucking companies and just simply... Um, uh, reducing manual labor uh, to that extent. As we got uh, into uh, operations and planning, uh, we began to see better utilization of the equipment, uh, the carriers asking for more, you know, uh, in a competitive uh, situation. Uh, the programming technologies got better, uh, allowing us to develop uh, more quickly. But uh, these days, even a version one product has to be robust uh, you know, for it to come out the door, and um, uh, the trucking company's uh, requirements from the shippers is uh, light years away from where we were, you know, at the beginning. Uh, we've had great uh, input from our customer base. Uh, the, the, the great thing about the working with trucking companies is they'll tell you what they want. <laughs> and if you can uh, scramble and get there, uh, you know, they'll be uh, loyal and continue to give you uh, good input, and uh, thankfully we've had a great group of customers that has kept us pointed in the right direction now for, for a long time. And uh, you, you see it uh, continuing in the future. I mean, just more and more change uh, through the use of technology 
uh, I imagine that uh, you know another 36 years, this this industry will will look quite different uh, yet again. Oh, I think so. Yeah, there's so many new technologies. You know, really, many of the new technologies in the truck. Uh, this morning, I mentioned uh, you know lane departure warnings, um, collision avoidance, um, adaptive cruise control. Uh, those are actually software-based. You know, a lot of the technologies on the trucks uh, for EPA compliance over the last 15 years has been at the hardware level. Uh, but the behavior of the truck, even the recording of the images and knowing when to uh, capture, um, you know, an image for future uh, reference is, uh, you know, based on software. So a lot, a lot of those, most, most of those products are things we interface or, you know, um, capture the inf information for and so a connected uh, system that helps evaluate and provide the right recommendations um, to the user and to the uh, trucking company management is crucial to the efficient operation of the trucking companies today. It'll be very uh, fascinating to, to see how this all uh, evolves in the years and decades ahead but uh, you know what this has been a, a great conversation uh, but I think we're at a good stopping point here, so we'll let you get back to the rest of the conference. You know, thank you so much for joining us, Tom. All right, Seth. Thank you. Have a great day. 10 everyday uses of transport topics on Alexa. 1. While you get ready for work in the morning. 2. While you cook breakfast. 3. While you eat breakfast. 4. While you drive to work. 5. While you're at work. 6. While you eat your lunch. 7. While you're driving home. 8. While you cook dinner. 9. While you eat dinner. 10. While, well, let's face it, it's one minute with today's biggest industry headlines. The listening options are endless, so why be confined to 10? Simply say, OK, Google, talk to Transport Topics. We're here in Denver at McLeod Software's 2019 User Conference, and we're very happy to welcome Tom Curie, who's Vice President of Strategic Development for Kingsgate Logistics, a freight broker based out of Westchester, Ohio. Thanks for joining us, Tom. Oh, no, glad to be here. Thanks. So we're going to talk about AI and machine learning, and you're a real expert on this topic, but let's just start with the basics. You know, what do we really mean by AI? You know, this isn't uh, Skynet from Terminator, right? So, so what are we talking about? So it's, it's kind of a funny journey because uh, even myself, as we talk about artificial intelligence, you know, five years ago, I wasn't a guy who really would have sat here with you and told you, Seth, well, this is what AI is all about. But really, it's, it's pretty simple. AI is really just using technology to make decisions that humans typically would make. Now, this isn't, this isn't talking about having robots go get your groceries and do everything else it's, right. that's, uh, that we're seeing today. But it's about really just leveraging this technology so that it can make decisions that you're already routinely making all day long. Yeah, and this concept of AI isn't new. You know, even early calculators were thought of as artificial intelligence at the time, but you know, this has been a really huge topic in the past handful of years you know, yeah. throughout the technology world. So why have we seen this resurgence in AI development? Yeah, I like, uh, I like as people talk about buzzwords and technology and they think that AI is this brand new thing that no one's ever heard of. Uh, but really, if you look, AI has been around since the 50s. Um, this isn't a new concept, it isn't a new idea, uh, but what has changed about the idea is the use of big data. You know, six, seven, eight years ago, we were all humming, hey, big data, that's where it's at, big data. But the reality is, is once we got all this big data, we didn't have a clue what to do with it. There was just so much of it. And so we began saying, okay, how do we use this? And all of a sudden we go back into the playbook and we go, wait a minute, what about this artificial intelligence stuff? We were doing something with it. Now we've got more data than we know what to do with. Maybe we need to revisit this. 
Yep, and how are AI and machine learning being applied in the transportation industry today? Can you provide some quick examples of what you're doing at Kingsgate? Yeah, so um, AI, machine learning, uh, you know, we're, we're primarily working in that space. You know, I, I dream of, of being able to play with deep learning, as I know we talked a little bit about, but uh, as you really think about what we're doing today, we're using it for care selection primarily right now. Uh, so, you know, McLeod has done a, a nice job of building their product top match, where we are, we are feeding in data into uh, McLeod to decide, hey, these are the type of cares that we typically like based off of the shipment, based off of the time that we have to cover the shipment, uh, based off of our previous experiences and a number of different factors that we can feed into that algorithm to then tell us what, you know, what is the chance of success for this? Is it 92%? Is it 88%? Um, and then we're leveraging that data to then learn from it and say, okay, typically we're actually picking these guys that weren't 92%, they were 80%. Well, what did we like about them more? And we're tweaking that algorithm as we go. And you know, one way of thinking about AI and machine learning is moving from a predictive standpoint to, to more of a prescriptive approach. Mm -hmm. So now software can actually tell you, you know, which carrier is the best fit for a particular load. You know, how is that changing the way that your company is making business decisions? So it's it's really interesting. You know, we we find ourselves in this new era of leveraging technology and having to do it so quickly. Um, and so it, it changes the way we've typically made decisions. You know, a lot of times decisions in companies our size, um, they get held to five, ten people that may maybe they've got all the experience. Maybe they've had the they've seen what it was like in 2008. Um, they you know they've seen these experiences. And uh, what we're finding now is we're able to arm brand new employees, new employees with technology and data, so that they can actually make those same decisions that people maybe had maybe couldn't have made uh, five years ago. Um, and so we're we're able to get them up to speed. A Lot quicker. Great, and you know another application I think is is really interesting is recruiting. So how are you using AI to find and hire the right job candidates? Yeah, so uh, recruiting was always a, a big opportunity for us in the freight brokerage space. Um, we've got a, we, we typically are looking for a lot of people um, for sales or operations, and even as we've expanded our technology team, building out that group. And so we we are actually using a product that allows us to. Uh, kind of refine what we really look for in a candidate. What maybe has their previous jobs been, and maybe what what type of skill sets do these people have, or um, maybe what are some of their affiliations that they're a part of, or or tenure, whatever it may be. And as we feed this in, this system, what it does is it produces a number of candidates, a kind of a pool of candidates that we then review. And our recruiting team will go in and they'll look at five candidates and they'll they'll tell the system, hey, is this person a fit? Um, if they are, great, they funnel it over into the pipeline. If it's not a fit, it prompts them and says, hey, why is this person not a fit? And all of that data is being fed back into the algorithm to get smarter and learn better so that eventually the candidates that we see are typically candidates that we want to have conversations with. And so it, it slims down a lot of the time that we spend sourcing and just digging through resumes. Absolutely. And you guys are a 3PL, of course, but you can really you know, take that further and think about how that same approach could be used to hire the right drivers to, and, and reduce driver turnover at a, at a motor carrier. Uh, what kind of potential do you see there to, to help solve you know, really one of the industry's biggest problems? Yeah, I think, I think there's significant opportunity there. Uh, you know, Seth, I, I spent time at a refrigerated carrier. We had 200 owner-operators, and when I first came to the company, we had turnover of 133%. 
And so you imagine just the sheer amount of recruiters that we had to have and the candidates that would come through and not to mention just the awful driver experience. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard for guys to start building relationship with people that they're driving with and kind of, you know, these companions on the road for that person to just be gone. And so um, when you start thinking about the, the, the attributes of what you're really looking for um, from their experience, I think you talk about a technology like that and you can, you, you say you reduce uh, that turnover by 20, 30 percent. That's a significant play, not just for the company, but also for the, the, the experience for the other drivers that are there. Uh, no doubt about that. And let's just look ahead a little bit. I want to get your thoughts on what you think the future might hold for AI. And I mean, are, are we going to get you know, to that point where we do move into deep learning and where you know, the software is really training itself to uh, uh, you know, and, and improve itself on even more data. Yeah, I absolutely think, and uh, I definitely think that we're going to get into more deep learning. Um, you know, when we talk about deep learning, I think what you'll find is because of the sheer amount of data and the investment that people are going to make into technology, you're going to find a whole lot more people playing in that game. And that's when you start taking, I mean, we, we've got so many data sets coming at us right now, and that is where you're going to be able to say, okay, here's how these data sets can be associated together, and here's what I want to do. I want you to look at every piece of data that could be connected and determine based off of every data set what's going to be the best opportunity for us going forward. Sure. So we see all this opportunity, but you know, I do want to ask you why Kingsgate Logistics really decided to be at the forefront of this and, and really start to put this technology to use because certainly uh, not everybody in the industry is. Yeah, so uh, we, we kind of started on a path uh, last year uh, working with our, our ownership team, and uh, we've got a great a great company, uh, just a phenomenal ownership team, who a second-generation family-owned business. And as they've looked at the company and where they see it going for the next 10, 15 years, we're looking at that third-generation family who um, who's going to come in. They're going to continue to be more active. We have three members of the third generation who are actively working at the company. And uh, they said, you know, we want to make sure that our business is thriving. We don't want to give, um, we don't want to have this business for, for our family that is just kind of on the, on the downslide. And so we started looking and say, what does the future look like for our industry? And as we continue to look, you know, we found just such a significant, significant need to be a player in technology. You talk about digital freight brokerage, digital freight matching, um, pretty much everything that you could name that starts with the word digital. And we said, okay, wait a minute, we can't be the traditional brokerage that we've always been um, and not play into this digital space. And so we really saw that investment in, in our ownership team uh, just this year. I mean, they are making a seven-figure investment in technology, which is like nothing we've ever done in the past. And so we've caught the vision, and uh, along with that, our customers and our prospects, um, they're jumping on for the ride. And, and as we've seen buy-in there, we, we've felt confident that we're going down the right path. Well, that would be really exciting to watch in the years ahead. But just a final question for you, Tom. You know, just how much opportunity is, is still out there for the transportation industry to really do more with AI and, and machine learning in the years ahead? You know, how much further is this going to take the industry? I think, uh, I think the opportunity is, is incredible. Most of the AI and the machine learning that we are leveraging today, it, didn't, it wasn't birthed in the transportation industry. It was birthed in other industries. It was birthed in healthcare. It was built in, uh, in uh, um, uh, marketing or whatever it may be. And we've been able to grab it, adopt it, you know, kind of tweak it a bit to make it work for transportation. What I think you'll find is you're going to find some technology providers who are going to step up to the plate and they're going to start leveraging some of this same technology. And it's going to change the way that we do business going forward. Yeah, this has been a really great conversation, Tom. It was uh, really a privilege to have you here. And, you know, thank you so much for, for sharing your insights with us. No, glad to do it. Thanks, Seth. You bet.
When a Transport Topics reporter sits down to write a breaking news story, he or she knows that every word, every quote, every image matters. Across TT's more than 80-year history, some of the best journalists in transportation have dedicated themselves to getting the stories that this very large, very fast-moving industry needs to read, with new media channels and programs that allow us to extend our reach and tell even more great trucking stories. Web, print, video, podcasting, all part of our repertoire, all part of our craft. Before we wrap up, let's take a moment to revisit our original question. How will dispatch and operations software evolve to meet the challenges of the future? As we've heard in this podcast, AI and machine learning will open up new possibilities for software development. This will create a wide range of benefits for business management, including smarter pricing, better freight matching decisions, and improved hiring and retention. The transportation industry is already capturing a vast amount of data. Now developers are looking for ways to better utilize it through improved analytics. Expect routine business processes to become increasingly automated, which will free up workers to focus more on customer service and responding to the unexpected events that are inevitable in transportation. While the chatter about blockchain has subsided, it's still on the horizon and will likely begin to realize its potential in the years ahead. And as AI continues to advance, the transportation industry will move toward deep learning. Software will begin to train itself to get better and improve through experience. The sky's the limit on how much more efficiency and decision support we can potentially unlock from all the data that we're collecting. Road Signs will return soon with more episodes exploring transparency and business intelligence in the transportation industry. Until then, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening.